We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Odyssey NFL insider Ross Tucker uh, on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. Ross, welcome to the show, buddy. What's up, guys? How are you? It's been kind of a surreal last 48 hours. Part of it has obviously been that um, we had yesterday off. So, like, there's a day in between the games now. It's been two days. The other part of it, obviously, is the DeMar Hamlin uh, situation last night on the field uh, as he still remains in critical condition. In terms of how things played out, in terms of how it was handled, what did you think of – uh, of of the response to DeMar's uh, injury and, and how both teams handled it from there? Well, I guess, first of all, I, I just thought it looked like the medical people did a tremendous job of getting out there quickly, identifying what was happening, and trying to give him the right medical care to try to save his life based on everything I've read and heard and doctors I've spoken to, and hopefully they did, with the Bills saying that they were able to restore his heartbeat. Um, You know, there was no way they could play that game after that because the players had all just seen the CPR and the AED, and, you know, they didn't know for sure that he was okay, and there's no way for them to tell them right away that he's okay. See, I, I don't think you could expect the guys to play after that, although it is interesting in the sense that there's a lot of occasions, not a lot, but certainly more, where, you know, a guy has a neck injury or potential neck injury, and they put him on the backboard and stuff, and you don't see him moving his legs, and they they take him off the field, and then you just kind of play the next play, which – it's not the same as life-threatening, but I, I guess in the context of the conversation that we're having, <clears throat> and I've been in that situation before, still seems pretty wild to then just continue to play when, you know, maybe your teammate and friend or whatever just got paralyzed, you know, two minutes earlier. Ross, do you, do you think that they will go back and play this game at some point, or will the, this game just be a, a, a no contest? There's only two possibilities that I see right now. Um, one would be the no contest, same as a tie, essentially, and just move forward with the rest of the season, which I believe is probably the most likely scenario. The other thing I've heard is no, well, let me take a step back. Everything depends on what happens with DeMar Hamlin over the next 48 hours. Because depending on what happens with him, you know, they might have to push this entire this entire season back a week. Right? Like depending on what the deal is with DeMar, I don't know if they'll have football at all this weekend, theoretically. So then they push week eighteen a back back a week and then all the playoffs start a week later and there's no buy in between 
you know, there's no off week for the Super Bowl. Um, so they need to find out what's going on with DeMar Hamlin over the next couple of days. Let's say uh, DeMar is okay, you know, that he gets out of critical condition, in the stable condition, and they feel like they can move forward. I feel like you can either do a no contest and then just move on as scheduled, or they can play the Week 18 games as scheduled and then essentially have a Week 19 that's just Bill's Bengals to just get the last game in and then still start the playoffs a week later and go through and, and skip the off week in between the Super Bowl and the conference championship games. Those are the only two scenarios I see provided there's football this weekend. On the line is Odyssey NFL insider Ross Tucker. Insider calls presented by BetQL. BetQL is your one-stop sports betting analyst app. Shop to help you make the most informed bets possible. Download the BetQL app and use code OHIO25 for 25% off your first month. And Ross joining us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. So as we uh, await the decision on the NFL or decisions on the NFL on what to do with Week 18, uh, we did see the Browns get their eighth win of the season. They are eliminated from the playoffs, but Deshaun Watson, three touchdowns in the win over Washington – should how much stock should we put into this performance and whether the arrow is officially pointing up for Deshaun Watson? Feels like it's entirely dependent on how he does against the Steelers. I mean, it's a big game for the Browns. I, I, I talked about that on the Even Money podcast today. Yeah. It's why I, I like uh and obviously in light of the DeMar Hamlin stuff, it felt weird to even talk about it, but I, I like the Browns as a teaser up to eight and a half against the Steelers at, you know, as part of a teaser leg. Um, I actually have them with the Chiefs down to two and a half. But, you know, if he stinks the joint up against the Steelers, you won't really feel that great about it, even though it was by far his best performance as a Brown. I thought it was very encouraging. That is a good commander's defense. If he plays really well against the Steelers, even if they don't win the game, I think the last six quarters you'll feel like maybe they turned the corner a little bit and you'll feel be feeling even better about Watson and Stefanski moving forward. Because I thought he played well. I mean, those are some good throws to Amari Cooper and to Jokum. I thought he really, you know, that was kind of like the Houston Texans to Sean Watson, especially there in the second half, that was an impressive win by the Browns. I mean, the commanders are, they had control of their own destiny to make the playoffs and the Browns kind of whooped that. You know what? Mm -hmm. Ross, we, uh, we watched this Browns defense play pretty well. They, they got a bunch of turnovers, got a bunch of stops in this game. And obviously Joe Woods has been under a lot of scrutiny here in Cleveland. Uh, I guess from, from your perspective there, uh, you know, in, in NFC East land, uh, is it the fact that Carson Wentz just stinks or did the Browns defense uh, start to turn a corner here? Well, in NFC East land, they will all tell you it's because Carson Wentz stinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, you're, if you're asking me the perspective here, um, you know, the guy has just kind of been probably a little bit unfairly, probably a little bit overly done, but there's certainly a perception among Commanders fans and Colts fans and Eagles fans 
it's really it's really unbelievable for like a kid from North Dakota State to be that universally disliked and panned the way he is. It's just interesting. You know, last year he kind of collapsed with the Colts. They couldn't make the playoffs. And I thought Ron Rivera on some level put him in a bad spot. They've been playing very well with Heineke. And Heineke has a couple bad plays. He puts him in against the Niners. He scores a touchdown. And then he starts Wentz the next week. I, You know, I think everybody thought there was a decent chance that Sunday's Commanders-Browns game would go the way it did, which is Wentz playing poorly and having turnovers and being a big reason why the Commanders lost. Ross, if you look at this final game of the season, it pits a team that could have been the Steelers up against the Steelers. If if the Browns just beat the Saints two weeks ago, they're in the catbird seat. Okay, they're in a better position than the Steelers are to make the playoffs because you've already beaten the Steelers once and a majority of things the Browns would have needed to happen to make the playoffs in front of them have actually happened. And that's why the Steelers have this this chance of making the playoffs. So given that the roles are reversed, two weeks ago nobody was talking playoffs for the Steelers. Two weeks ago we were talking playoffs for the Browns. What is specific to this year? What's the difference between the Steelers, who were able to make this thing happen, were able to make the end of the season interesting, and the Browns, who were not? Ooh, that's an interesting question. Um, probably, I would say two things. Uh, number one, the, the Steelers' defense is better than the Browns' defense, rises to the occasion more in certain spots than the Browns defense. And then the other one I think is harder to quantify, Nick. I just think it's culture. And it's hard to just um hard to just dismiss or not take into account, you know, fifty years of culture. Which is the Browns being the Browns, the Browns being bad. You know, Maybe some of that's coaching, but I, I also think that's a lot to ask Stefanski to just totally change the culture of what's been, and you guys know, a downtrodden organization for so long, whereas the Steelers, they just believe and they just are unrelenting in every game to get that win that week. There's other stuff too, you know, if Watson had had been able to, have a few more games under his belt before the stretch run here. Maybe the Browns win one or two more of those, but he was just kind of getting back into the groove and you could tell he was rusty and didn't play as well in some of these other games as he did certainly against the second half of the commanders game. So probably it's probably a combination of all those things. Ross looking uh, to the NFL coaching market here, uh, last week we got the Sean Payton might have a staff together and really wants to coach in 2023. Uh, this week we've got uh, Jim Harbaugh has spoken with a Panthers owner about uh, that job, uh, although it wasn't an interview. I don't really see the distinction. And there was the uh, Bruce Feldman report that if he has offered an NFL job, he's likely to, to leave. Who wants an NFL job more in 2023, Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh? 
Sean Payton. I mean, they both do, but Harbaugh, I mean, he's got a job. You know, he's got a pretty darn good coaching job, but I think he wants an NFL gig. I think Peyton desperately wants to get back in, though. I'd say I'd say Peyton a little bit more just because you talk with coaches, man. They just – they love it. It's, like, addicting. This had to be a tough year for Peyton. I mean, every guy I talked to, Jeff Saturday, you know, all these guys, they love it. They love it. And so it had to be a weird year for Sean Peyton, and I think he wants back in desperately, whereas Harbaugh on some level – already is back in. I think a lot of it is just the competition and also being in charge of a lot of people, like being the head of this operation, this organization, which Harbaugh obviously already has, and Peyton does not right now. Ross, you're a gentle dude as always. We appreciate you, man, and uh, we'll talk to you next week ahead of that bridge week between the end of the regular season and, of course, the NFL playoffs, buddy. Thank you. Absolutely. See you guys. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.